There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. This is The World in 10, the Times of London's global outlook every day in just 10 minutes. I'm Bhavani Vadi, and this is the inimitable Toby Gillis. <laughs> what an that. intro. <laughs> Today, we bring you scandal, bravery, glory, and controversy. And that's just Bhavani's shiny trainers. You just couldn't resist, <laughs> could you? Nope. Fortunately, we have all that in our stories too. We'll take you to Spain, Azerbaijan, a Russian jail, and more. Let's get going. For weeks, we've been covering the row about Spain's women's football team, the world champions, and the non-consensual kiss by the chief executive of the Football Association on one of the winning players as they went to lift the trophy. Yeah, it led to widespread condemnation. There are now criminal inquiries ongoing in Spain, and many of the women's squad went on strike over it, saying they'd not play again until the FA made a safe environment for them to train and, and play. Yesterday, we reported that several of them had been called up and it was controversial at the time. But today, it seems as though there may be a resolution, maybe even a conclusion to the whole saga. Yeah, joining us in the studio is the Times football writer Molly Hudson, uh, who's been following this. And Molly, it's fair to say this story goes back far further, doesn't it, than just the Luis Rubiales kiss that, that made global headlines. Yeah, it did. It, it certainly rumbled on. Um, I guess the, the real public head to all of this was actually September last year. 15 Spain players boycotted the national team, citing a, a toxic culture that was having a negative impact upon their mental health. Now, they didn't go into specifics here, but it's clear that the setup, the support for the team wasn't as should be expected of a team that have always been a leading nation. And at the heart of that also was the then manager, Jorge Wilder, who, although they didn't directly call for him to be sacked, it was clear players were unhappy with the way he was also leading the team. So Molly, tell us why does today feel significant in this story and what concessions might the Spanish FA have had to make to get the players to agree to play? I think this is really significant quite simply because we weren't sure if there would be a Spain team to play on Friday night um, in the UEFA Nations League against Sweden. Because, you know, 39 players on Friday had had announced that they'd be on strike. They were forced to come into camp because they were still called up. And uh, I suppose today's development that now 21 of the team will play um, and only two have left. uh, That that gives them some short term solutions, at least. And it also means, uh, according to the Spanish Federation, that they're going to start treating their women's team the same as they treat the men's team. Even little things like the logo with the star on top, um, they're going to use that as reference to the men's and the women's team. It's a step forward, but as of yet, we don't know the fine details of that. Just finally, Molly, um, Jennifer Amoso. Do you think we're ever going to actually see her play for Spain again? Because she wasn't one call-up, was she? And if not, can we... Can we be confident that the reason for that would be would be sporting rather than 
kind of her innocent role in this scandal? I think it's a difficult situation because the manager um, said that she didn't select her because she wanted to protect her. Jenny Hermoso herself has come out and disputed that. She was like, well, so what are you protecting me from? Obviously, Rubiala has already resigned. There's a restraining order in place. So I think, obviously, she is 33. She's coming to, towards the end of her career. But I think... In the short term, it was expected that she'd be part of the squad. Long term, of course, the team will be looking to move forward with younger replacements. But I think in the short term, there was there was no real reason for her not to be part of the squad. And I think perhaps in the next camp, when things are a lot more stable, everything's calmed down, perhaps she could be welcomed back. Well, that's one to keep an eye on. Molly Hudson, thank you. Remember to read Molly's in-depth coverage of this story on the Times website or app. It may well have passed you by, but 24 hours ago, there was the genuine risk of another war linked to Russia on the doorstep of Europe. Today, that risk has been averted as Russia brokered a ceasefire. Yeah, this is the latest flare-up in the Azeri region of uh, Nagorno-Karabakh. It's recognised globally as part of Azerbaijan, but it's governed by ethnic Armenians. This week, Azerbaijan launched a military offensive against separatist Armenian forces in the region, um, and it blamed them for the deaths of four of its soldiers in landmine blasts. So that's the harrowing sounds of crying children you can hear and fleeing people as explosions are heard in the distance. Dozens killed in the attacks. Two wars have been fought over the region since both countries gained independence from the Soviet Union back in 1991. Yeah, and tensions continue with Moscow uh, due to Armenia's refusal to support Russia's war in Ukraine, leading some analysts to say that Russia may well have given Azerbaijan the green light for the attack, despite brokering that peace deal. The Times' foreign correspondent, Mark Bennett, told us why. Well, yesterday everyone assumed that this was the start of the third um, Nagorno-Karabakh war. Uh, with the ceasefire today, it's possible that um, a full-scale war could be averted. Uh, Armenia said it's it's important that, that the ceasefire holds. And Azerbaijan, for a moment, seems to have got what it wanted. So it's possible, yeah, we could avoid a full-scale war. But it's a very um, tense situation, obviously, in the region. So if Nagorno-Karabakh falls... Um, then the Armenian Prime Minister, um, Nikol Pashinyan, who's been behind all these uh, pro-Western, I guess, moves, is likely to face, well, is already facing um, massive protests at home, and it's quite likely that he could be toppled and then replaced by uh, an Armenian leader who's more pliable for Moscow and more acceptable to Moscow. Now, wherever possible on The World in 10, we like to highlight updates on the story of Evan Gershkovich, and we make no apologies for doing so. Yeah, indeed. Um, Evan is a Wall Street Journal reporter, a, a journalist colleague under our own ownership group, and he was detained in Russia on a reporting trip back in March on espionage charges, which he denies, and the US government has maintained he is being wrongfully detained. Mm, and the latest is that a Moscow court appearance where... Evan was trying to appeal a decision to extend his pre-trial detention has been turned away without a ruling and it's been passed back to a lesser court to deal with unspecified so-called 
procedural violations. Yeah, whatever they mean. This means that the 32-year-old is likely to be kept in a Russian jail until at least November the 30th, with no end to this hell in sight. Now, in the UK, authenticity is usually at the top of Mm -hmm. our most proud characteristics, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Today, though, the Times celebrates one of our greatest fakers. Yeah, it does. And I... (laughs) genuinely had no idea that there was a market for this. No, me neither. I read all about David Henty in the Times today and he calls himself the world's number one art forger. Yeah, it's amazing. You should see the pictures. He's making a pretty good living out of it too. Mm -hmm. And believe it or not, it's all legal. Amber Varney, should we do it together? Our Uh favourite quote... I've I've painted painted more Lowry's than than Lowry. (laughs) Love it. Now, while his work is legal, it hasn't always been above board. And David's story is fascinating. And you can read it now with a digital subscription at thetimes.co.uk. Bhavani, I'm going to describe a scene. Tell me how old the person I'm talking about is. Okay, go on. Okay, so you're at the airport. Yeah. You see someone, big backpack on their back, small one on their front, Mm -hmm. worldly possessions clearly all packed carefully within them, and they're boarding a plane to, I don't know, somewhere like Vietnam. Yeah, it's easy. It's it's, They're 18. They're going on a gap year. (laughs) Try 51. All right. Their name, Tessa Murray. Their Mm -hmm. occupation... Well, I guess at that moment, none. I'm calling her a midlife gap year enthusiast. So she wrote about what she was doing in The Times in March. And, well, now she's back. This sounds really appealing, but there is a twist, isn't there? Yeah. The travelling happened, but in the end, there was quite the realisation. Vietnam, I go to New York, so one of my kids is there quite a lot. You know, I was in Turkey, I was in Ibiza, which nearly bloody killed me. Um, (laughs) You know, and then I realised what I really wanted to do was just stay at home for the summer. Actually, it wasn't the travelling that was the sort of, the thing that appealed the most. It was actually time. I really wanted to spend with people I love. So actually, it was ironic that I wrote this piece of the Sunday Times travel section about it. And of course, went off on these holidays and thought, actually, I don't really want to travel, I just want to stay at home. <laughs> so that was Tessa speaking on Times Radio earlier about her gap year, or what I'm just going to call a work break, Bavani. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure what I'd call it, but I think it's time that we had a gap and stopped too. Yeah, definitely. See you tomorrow unless we go on a gap year. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 